When you're lost in the darkness, look for the pod. Specifically, the Prestige TV podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network, where we're breaking down every new episode of HBO's The Last of Us. On Sunday nights, grab your battery and join Van Lathan and Charles Holmes for an instant reaction to the latest episode. Then head back to the QZ on Tuesdays for a deep dive with Joanna Robinson and Mallory Rubin. From character arcs to video game adaptation choices, story themes to needle drops, we'll parse every inch of this cordyceps-coated universe. Watch out for mouth tendrils and follow along on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash ringer NFL. Just go to indeed.com slash ringer NFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your fantasy team, we know you personalize your entire day. That's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices may vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. Welcome to the Ringer NFL Show. I'm Shiel Kapadia, joined by Nora Princiati. We had breaking news this morning. Nora, Tom Brady is retiring again. He says this time for good. So instead of the scramble this week, you and I were going to talk some coaching stuff on the scramble. We're just going to talk about Tom Brady today. Uh, how are you feeling? When did you get this news? Were you awake? What was happening? I was awake. Uh, it was a little bit of a calmer way to get it, just sitting at my kitchen table with my laptop open and seeing it break on social media than uh, the first time around Tom Brady's first retirement when my wonderful editor, editor Connor Nevins texted me something like, have you seen like something really cryptic? I was skiing. I was like at the top of a mountain and was like, I have not, what is happening? What's going on? And then he called me and he was like, he did it. And I think we needed to go through three or four different sentences that didn't actually say what happened, but just implied that there had been a major news event before I was like, Connor, I'm in the snow. What happened? And he was like, Tom Brady retired. Um, so less dramatic than that. But, uh, you know, just just sitting there scrolling the interwebs as one does and saw Tom Brady's face speaking directly to camera on uh, what I think is a beach and calling it a career, I guess for the the second time. So we'll see what happens, but it seemed like, seemed like he was pretty adamant. That's right. A, fi- a 53 second, uh, Twitter video. I was watching it thinking, I think this is the first time I've clicked on a, uh, Tom Brady video in my life, but I wow, figured Sheila, that you be... always come with the stats 53 seconds. Yeah, that's right. The advanced that metrics. Was... That was the least amount of prep I could do is, you know, see how long the video was and watch the video. Let's start here. Are you surprised? Are you surprised that Tom Brady, after the way things ended in Tampa last year, some of the openings that there are around the league that he's choosing this year to finally say once and for all, we think uh, that he is no longer going to play football anymore? Yeah, I'm, I'm really surprised. I felt not sure 
certainly, but I felt pretty strongly that he was going to keep playing. Uh, I guess credit to Tom Brady, because the reason I thought that was a little bit of a sunk cost thing where he'd retired once before came out of retirement after the 40 days. It's not fair to say this for sure, but the timeline of when his marriage ended and all of that at least created this idea that that had something to do with the fact that he wouldn't stop playing football. So, and the bucks were not good. And, and, um, he didn't get to go out on top. So to me, that created this idea that he would, he would try to run it back because I don't think that this was a great season for him. I think especially towards the end of it, he was showing some signs of tailing off, but I also think that he was the least of, of Tampa's problems this year. And there were teams that I think would have been interested in him that would have represented a decent shot to keep playing, to have some fun playing, to not feel like it was pointless and to maybe be able to compete. So because of how bad this year was, I thought that he would, would go for a do over. Um, but I guess give him credit for saying, you know what, maybe this wasn't a good idea. And, and I, I would like to enter a new phase of my life and just call it a day now. Yeah, I wish I could say uh, I disagree and I'm not surprised at all. But if anyone listens to this feed, uh, literally 48 hours ago, I was predicting that Tom Brady was going to be the week one starter for the San Francisco 49ers. So uh, I can't get caught in a lie yes. here. I have to admit that uh, I, I'm very surprised, honestly, because of, you know, you you pointed it out well. Like, we don't know the exact details of what happened in his personal life, but just think of the last year. He retires we know Giselle has been literally, literally on the record in the past, sort of, you know, voicing concern about um, him continuing playing uh, football. And so he retires, he unretires, he gets divorced. He has a, a, a really horrible season, not him just personally, but the Bucks. I mean, that was like one of the most painful watches all season long, just to watch that football team. I mean, no joy on that team, horribly coached, but you know, Awful. terrible execution, I- injuries, anything you name. It really was a nightmarish season despite them sneaking into the playoffs. And so I thought, you know what, if he kind of made that decision last off season that no, I want to continue, keep playing. I didn't view that as like, uh, I just need one more year, you know, one more year. It was kind of like, I still enjoy doing right. this. Yeah, I'm still good at doing this when it's time, it's time. But I'm not going to put like an end date on uh, when I'm going to stop playing football. I mean, already what he was doing is so unprecedented. I mean, no one like we that's the thing. Like I would constantly have to remind myself and go on pro football reference and like look up, you know, how many quarterbacks played a game at the age of 44. Three, 44, 45. And it's, it's like nobody. It's, it's, it's Tom Brady. Maybe you get a Vinny Testaverde uh, in there or whatever. So what he was doing was already unprecedented. And then I think the point you made about other opportunities that really, like, I wasn't joking about the 49ers thing. I thought, you yeah, know what? All right, totally. Fine. Maybe personally he wants to live on the East coast, but we know that this is just like a, you know, it's not the longest season. It's what five months out of the year for one year. To play. Well, and that's his hometown team, right? So maybe there's a little team. bit of a difference. Yeah. Right. Your, your hometown team, you've got the weapons there. They've got a need. You've got Kyle Shanahan. You've got a really good defense. Like if you're just saying, I think I can still do it. I don't want to go out like I did in Tampa. Uh, 
that to me actually made a lot of sense. And from the Niners perspective, it's not like they would have to trade three picks. Like you literally are signing him to a one-year contract for whatever the, the money would be, somewhere probably around 30 million. And you say, well, give this one shot. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, no big deal. But uh, I guess that, I don't know if that wasn't appealing uh, from either end. A couple of reports, I wanted to get your thoughts on ESPN's Jeff Darlington reported that it was either going to be retirement or Tampa, which that really surprised me if that's true. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bill Simmons, the pod father, he, he said that he thought uh, it was either going to be Miami or a Sean Payton partnership if Brady continued retiring. And obviously you guys, you and Lindsay talked about it. Payton goes to Denver and, you know, Miami, who knows if there was interest there. So what do you kind of think about those reports, the 49ers possibility and, and why you know, he might have chose that, hey, now, now, now is the time because I, I think, like you said, we're both surprised by this. Yeah. Um, the Darlington thing with Tampa surprises me too. Although don't take that as my saying it's not true because Jeff Darlington is one, a really good reporter and also has always been incredibly plugged in with, with Brady specifically. Yeah. That seems shocking to me because I just cannot imagine, particularly as Brady already at one point tried to orchestrate his departure from Tampa to, you know, maybe play in Miami, maybe try that thing with Sean Payton the first time around. It, it shocks me that he would want to do that again. Um, particularly, you know, they've, they've made moves with coaching, but uh, I, I just thought that was such a horrible situation. And I, I don't know why he wouldn't be interested in, going somewhere else when, as we talked about with the 49ers, the one that I always had my eye on was, was the Jets. Um, yeah. It seemed like there were decent options available. Uh, Bill's take that he was thinking about either Miami or partnering with Sean Payton somewhere. I mean, I guess that makes, that makes some sense. Um, and it would explain the timeline because the, the door kind of closed with Miami making some some proclamations about being committed to Tua going forward and then Peyton going to Denver. Um, I just don't think he would have completely run out of options. And yeah. it's such a big commitment to play a full season of football that, and he's so obsessed with it that I guess I don't think of, like I think of the decision as you want to play or you don't want to play, but maybe that is the wrong way to look at it. Maybe like part of why I'm surprised here is because I wasn't thinking of it in terms of he's going to be really choosy. And if it's not the right fit, he will walk away. I just think he's so obsessed that it was always going to have more to do with, am I willing to just let this go? Um, the thing that I wonder about is that I don't think that he'd fallen off the proverbial cliff this year, but particularly in that playoff game, and towards the end of the season, the one thing that did, uh, again, this is not me claiming that I got this right. I really thought he was going to keep playing. But if there was one thing that made me a little shaky on that, it was that he looked like he did not want to take hits. Yeah. And I was taking that more as Tom Brady can be a decent quarterback for someone with a good roster if they have a good offensive line, if they can protect him if he's not getting walloped back there, because if he is, it's over. Like, it's just, he cannot at this point, he's never been the most mobile guy, but he's lost a little bit of that subtlety in the pocket. And he just seems really disinterested in, in taking that kind of beating. So I thought that just was going to influence the situation. 
At a certain point, though, every person who plays football gets hit. And if you're just done with that, if you just don't want to do it anymore, then like maybe that does add up to I just got to call it a day. Now, again, I don't think that that fits with a fact pattern of this was a decision made because he was sort of playing musical chairs and the situations dissipated that he would have been interested in. But I I do think that that's probably a a piece of this is that he just didn't want to be on his back, you know, four times a game anymore, even two times a game. And you could tell that at the end of the season. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that stuck out big time in that game. And, uh, you know, even like you said, when he was in his prime, his sort of pocket mobility was fantastic where he's not scrambling for 12 yards. But man, to get away uh, from an edge rusher or something, you know, he he was so good at that. And then when that goes away and the focuses don't get hit, like he looked terrible in that game. But I'm with you. I mean, I thought my assessment of him this year was like he could still make high level throws. The arm was still very good. It was just, man, when something doesn't go right, uh, like it it looks really bad. You know, it doesn't just look kind of bad. It looks really bad where he's just kind of dirting the ball there. And uh, it looks like the offense has no chance. So your question is a good one. Was it he didn't you know, his agent maybe does has the back channel conversations and he didn't like any of the options available to him. Like the, you know, all right, Sean Payton's no longer an option. Miami's no longer an option. Or was it, you know what? I just wanted to wait until whatever, th- two, three weeks after the season ended to be sure. And I just don't want to play football anymore, which, you know, we don't know the answer to that, to which one it was. Sean Payton's agent, by the way, being Don Yee, right. also Tom exactly. Brady's agent. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that'd be funny if there's some sort of alternate universe where like the Broncos convinced Jim Harbaugh to come back and then Sean Payton pivots and Brady says, well, now I can play. I mean, there there could be an alternate reality where this doesn't happen if, if there really was that Sean Payton link. But who knows? Yeah, totally. I'm sort of reverse engineering. Like, why is this so surprising? And I do think that's something that would explain a lot of that is if he did look at it as there are some situations where I would stay and some situations that I would not be willing to stay for. And that's always going to be true to a certain extent, but I always looked at it as play football versus not play football. And maybe it was a little bit more complicated than that. Maybe it was play football with Sean Payton coaching or for the Dolphins or for, you know, it really can't have been Tampa, though, because if he wanted to play for the Bucks, their salary cap is already a mess. It's going to be an extra mess because Brady's retiring. Now, they knew that that was a very solid possibility and they won a Super Bowl. And, you know, I think they'd, they'd make that decision 10 times out of 10. But even as is, even with a, a roster that with a lot of offensive line injuries last year, couldn't really compensate for some of the stuff that he's become worse at with time, the Bucks would be thrilled if Tom Brady weren't retiring because they're in a bit of a mess because of this. So I, I just, if he wanted to take that option, that option is extremely available to him. So I, I don't, Yeah, uh, he had to have chosen no over that. I can see the other doors with Peyton, with Miami closing, but like that, that door is wide open and he's choosing not to walk through it. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was Tampa under certain circumstances, but it was such a bad situation uh, last year that, like you said, they didn't really have a lot of, they don't really have a lot of options to change things in Tampa that might uh, appease him. 
This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Download FanDuel and use promo code RINGERNFL so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. I'm leaning Eagles minus one and a half. In this game, I like their talent, but of course, it never feels good to go against Patrick Mahomes. So you can go the other side. You could choose another bet. Do whatever you want, all on a top-rated sportsbook app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today with promo code RINGERNFL to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in select states. First online real money wager, only $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step 253342 in Arizona. 1-888- 789-777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerNFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerNFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Crown Royal. This NBA season, Crown Royal is celebrating the loyal fans that show up for every tip-off and also celebrating the people who drink Crown Royal during games. I know I like to have some around whenever I'm taking in a basketball game, an NBA game. Always good to have around. And Crown Royal believes if you live generously, life will treat you royally. Visit crownroyal.com to get ready for tip-off. Please drink responsibly. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your fantasy team, we know you personalize your entire day. That's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices may vary by state. Options selected by customer availability and eligibility may vary. So the question now is, now what? For Tom Brady, he signed a 10-year $375 million deal with Fox. Uh, let me offer a couple takes on this and get your feedback on it. 
Number one, if I'm just being honest, I don't have much interest in hearing Tom Brady call a football game. I mean, I, I it's a lot of money. I understand why he wants to do it. Maybe he'll surprise me. And this time next year, you'll be saying, she remember you said that last year. And now uh, this guy is the best analyst in the game. And especially, I think, because of who he's going to be replacing. Like I've, And I don't know. I, I want to hear your take on this. Like the Greg Olson love. Is that just in our circle of... People who are just following football 24 hours a day because I love Greg Olson. Like, I legitimately think he's the best analyst out there and can easily, in a year or two, be the like maybe the one of the best analysts we've ever heard call a football game. I love his excitement. I love how he explains stuff. I love how he doesn't talk down to the audience. It's clear that he does his homework. Like, it's just a very enjoyable experience for me to hear him call a football game. And now, what we expect is that Tom Brady's going to replace him for the biggest games that Fox has now. So I'm curious what you think about the Olsen thing and also what you think about Brady now kind of moving into this next phase of his career calling NFL football games. I love Greg Olson. I think Greg Olson has been fantastic. I do think that a lot of the Greg Olson love is coming from uh, it's coming from inside the house. It's it's you. It's me. It's the people we follow on Twitter. It's the people that we, we tweet yeah. back and forth with. Uh, Tom Brady is a far, 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 far more famous person than Greg Olson, which when we're talking about, I mean, you've seen some of these audience figures for the playoffs. When we're talking about 50 million people watching a a non-Super Bowl playoff game, it matters if you can just even put Tom Brady on the screen and have him say, hello, I'm Tom Brady. They're playing football down there. Like there are a lot of people to whom that's going to be more valuable than Greg Olson providing what I think is genuinely educational, informative, entertaining insights into a game that he played not that long ago, which of course is something that he does have in common with, with Brady. Now there's a piece of that where I feel like I'm talking down to, to football fans a little bit. And I know like my boyfriend could not care less about football, does not watch it if he's not with me. And sometimes he will listen to a broadcast and be like, that made no sense what that guy just said. Like, <laughs> yeah. not every non-obsessive football fan is incapable of telling the differences between these people. So I think sometimes it's it's possible to overstate, like, you know, it's possible to 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 err by treating people like idiots and and say they're not capable of identifying good analysis when it's there. Um, but there's a really, 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 really big difference between Greg Olson and Tom Brady. Now, I am assuming, just because I think that Greg Olson has been uh, really notably above average doing this so far, that I would prefer to hear from him. We don't know how Tom Brady will be at this. There's some, there's some, you know, portion of outcomes that involve him having so much insight into the game which we know he has and being able actually to, to share it in a way that's comprehensible and, and interesting. I'm not super confident that that's, what's going to happen. Um, I've yeah. heard his podcast. Uh, <laughs> and so we'll see, like he won't, he's obsessed with being good at things. Um, I think he'll, he'll really want to be good. He'll really want to be liked. Although I don't know that that's a good thing necessarily because it's very hard to to do one of those jobs without just taking a ton of criticism because it's, you know, it's very easy for, for 
you, for me, for anybody to right. just say, oh, what a stupid thing that guy just said. And, and I don't know how he'll handle that. And I also think that a piece of, of the story of Tom Brady's end of football career and his going back and forth on figuring out what he wants to do is that he's tried a bunch of stuff and not all of it has gone super well. Like, I think, you know, I don't know that, that TB12 has become the major brand that he hoped it would. I, I, you know, 80 for Brady's got a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So that's exciting. Um, but I don't know that the documentaries, uh, really caught on in the way that he might've hoped that they would have. And I think he's searching for something that he can feel competitive and engaged with in the same way, or at least in a similar way to, to he, to the way that he always felt about football. And maybe this will be that. And, and maybe it won't be. Um, I, I hope, and I think the thing that it hinges on the most is how much he's willing to share because Tom Brady's a, smart guy. He's a good communicator when he wants to be. And he's got an insane wealth of knowledge and experience and anecdotes about being in the NFL, playing football, playing quarterback, which is, you know, the position that we want to understand the most when we watch these games. He also, again, like he has a lot of muscle memory of just not sharing. And if he sticks to that, I wouldn't be super optimistic about what this is going to sound like. If he says, hey, I'm retired now, I'm going to tell you guys how it is, then we might be in for something cool. Um, and I think, you know, I, I know uh, Brian Curtis, our um, wonderful colleague who covers the media so well, has at various points said that there are people at Fox who have not always been super confident that they're ever even going to get Brady in, up in a booth. Right. Fox has the Super Bowl, so we might be about to find out. Yeah. Um, so we'll see where it goes. But I, I do think that how he is as a broadcaster will hinge on whether or not he's willing to just sort of open up, maybe upset some people, but tell it like it is. Yeah, you, your point is a great one in that, like the best version of Brady the announcer, at least in like 2023, is somebody who literally who knows all these players. Like he's literally just, uh, you know, in the past couple of years, been scouting the, especially all the defensive players. He's literally been scouting totally. these guys, scouting these schemes. And that would be really fun if he knows their strengths and weaknesses. Or, hey, I remember we were playing them in week four and he had this, per you know, whatever, all that stuff. Um, we'll see. Like, I, I think you, you made a good point about announcers and kind of casual fans. Like to me, it's the same as like the, the rule with social media and the rule with announcing. Like don't annoy like you don't want people to just be annoyed with the content you're putting out there, whether it's social media or announcing. You don't want to be the person who's just like, oh my gosh, this this person's terrible. Like I need to, I wish I could turn this off, but it's like a hate listen. That's what you do not want to happen uh, if you're Tom Brady. And I could see some version of sort of the Drew Brees thing where it's just like, you're supposed to talk here. Why aren't you talking? Like you're supposed to say something uh, here, but we'll see how that goes. You're right. There is a wider range of outcomes than I gave. Uh, I gave credit for. I guess there we'll see if any. You know, we'll see if he's better than we anticipate. That that was weird though. How like Brian Curtis and other media reporters in the last year have been saying like Fox isn't sure if this guy's ever going to call a game, and now he's retiring, and now we expect him to be calling a game. Who knows? Maybe like you said, he'll be a 
part of that Super Bowl broadcast next week, or at least uh, next year, we expect him to be calling games. So we will see how that goes. Greg Olson, we enjoy you. We like you. Hopefully, you know you, you still you still live a great life. We'll still watch your uh, watch your calls and uh, appreciate them very much and show you love on the Ringer NFL show. I, am I don't know. I don't know if that means Greg anything Olson to Greg on my Olson. television. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I agree. All right, let's finish by just talking a little bit about the ripple effects here. You mentioned it. Tampa Bay uh, not in a great spot cap wise. They've kind of been in all-in mode at the same time. I was just looking at their roster, you know, before we hopped on here. And they still, like, have some very good young players. You know, even some of the extensions they they signed and the draft and everything, like, these weren't a bunch of... It wasn't exactly like the Rams, where it was guys in their 30s or mid-30s or whatever. And after this, it's over. Like, they've got Chris Godwin, who will be another year removed from the injury, right. one of the you know, better receivers in the NFL. They have Tristan Wirth. They have Vita Vea. They have Antoine Winfield Jr., Carlton Davis. How old do you think Mike Evans is, by the way? I couldn't believe this when I looked it up. <laughs> 28. Wow. So you're good. This is why you're a you're more knowledgeable, uh, better guesser than I am. Because I would have guaranteed that he was in his 30s. He's 29 years old, which I couldn't believe. It feels like he's been in our lives for 20 years. Uh, but I guess that's not the case. So they've got some younger players. I mean, do you have just like a like a guess of what they're going to do? I was thinking maybe they they don't look to me like a team that's just going to be like blow everything up and you know move on to a new phase. It feels more likely to me that they would add a veteran like a Jimmy G or a Derek Carr or maybe say, let's buy a year here with someone like Jacoby Brissett and see if we can still be competitive and then figure out a longer-term quarterback solution. I mean, just kind of what does your gut say about where the Bucs kind of go from here without Tom Brady? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be... You're right to point out that the roster overall is pretty solid. <laughs> They're not... They were a playoff team. I don't know what they're going to do about quarterback. I just still had such big issues with what that offense looked like, how yeah. the passing game in particular was run. Uh, we don't know. Part of the issues in the offensive line was just that they got hit with that huge stack of injuries. Ryan Jensen obviously was, was able to, to get back by the playoffs. Hopefully that's better, but it's a mistake to just say that everybody rebounds perfectly from a, a major thing. I just don't trust the direction of the team. They're $50 million over the cap. Um, I, they're totally I also irrelevant, think that right? That's what it feels like. They're just going to sink sort of into irrelevancy. Like this will be the yeah. last time we talk about the box until like August. I mean, that that is kind of, as you're speaking, I'm like, yeah, what am I talking about? Like this is just going to be one of those middling teams. It feels like is the most likely outcome. I mean, part of it depends, right, on whether the other teams in the division that feel a little bit ascendant, like, I'm so curious about, you know, can the Panthers ever get it right and and right. figure out quarterback and turn into something? Because that defense is young. They're cool. Like, I, I think they made a good decision um, with the coach. If they can actually get it together, that division is wide open. If nobody seizes the moment... Then we're still talking about, okay, well, maybe Tampa has enough overall talent to hover around 500 and that's all you need and you win the division and can sneak in or you're at least in, in the conversation to do that. But if anybody else in that division could actually 
fully get their act together. I yeah. don't think that Tampa would be competitive unless they made some sort of big move, which again, I just don't, I don't think that they have the resources to be able to. So I don't, congratulations to the Bucks for winning a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. That was the goal and you did it. Like, that's the good news. Seriously. I mean, they were, they stunk before Tom Brady. They, you know, if, if you just look at their, uh, you know, pro football reference page before Tom Brady, it was very, very ugly before he got there and you get to the playoffs three times in a row, you win a Super Bowl. I mean, they went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve straight years, Nora, without making the playoffs before Tom Brady got there. So yeah, I mean, there's there's no totally. doubt it was worth it. He gave them, you know, some memorable games, got a Super Bowl for the last three years, and now you have to figure out where you go from here. Uh, other teams I had written down here, and we don't need to spend a lot of time on this, but I wonder if you have thoughts on any any of these teams that were sort of at some point by someone or other where uh, there was some kind of Tom Brady connection or rumor out there. You mentioned the Jets. Do the Jets now go after is Aaron Rodgers still, you know, does that still seem like the most likely scenario? The Patriots, there was the, you know, that little period where we thought, wait, is, is Tom Brady going to go back to New England? I guess now it's you always would think absurd. Mac, always a yeah. <laughs> Now you would think Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien and then they move forward there. The Raiders are another big one. You know, there was the Josh McDaniels potential connection. They had some weapons there. Do they go Jimmy G or elsewhere? And then probably the most interesting one is the one we talked about at the top. What are the Niners going to do now? Uh, you know, the, the Brock Purdy UCL injury. I can't imagine that that's plan A for them that you would want to go with, you know, count on him being healthy and leading you to a Super Bowl next year. Is it just go back to Trey Lance and you see how does that go until Purdy is healthy? Any of those teams, any of those situations kind of uh, interest you as a, as a link to, to not being an option for Tom Brady anymore? Well, I'm with I'm with your your illustrious colleague. Well, mine too, but especially yours, Benjamin Solak, with his reaction to your Brady to the 49ers prediction, which is just we can still, I think, feel pretty, pretty confident that Kyle Shanahan's gonna do something unhinged. <laughs> like this man is at the end of his rope with this position. And if, if not only his personal history as a coach, but his father's tells us anything like he's going to internalize all of that to say, I just need the guy. I will move heaven and earth to make it happen. If we thought the trade up for Lance was crazy, like just get ready. I don't know what it's going to be because the thing that fit the mold of that best was Tom Brady. Yeah. But we're going to find out. I'm fascinated to see what they do. Um, yeah, the, the, the Jets piece, definitely. I've never been a huge believer, or I guess I wasn't a huge believer in the Aaron Rodgers to the Jets stuff. That said, with the Hackett move with this, it is starting to feel a little bit like there, there's quite a bit of smoke there. I would, God, if I'm the Jets, I would rather have I'd rather Jimmy Garoppolo than Aaron Rodgers. Like I, uh, yeah. at what he's going to cost them, I'm not enthusiastic about that. But it does yeah. seem like that's the direction they're moving in. Um, the Raiders will be really interesting. It, it's going to be an interesting off season of quarterback movement because we were just talking about the NFC South. Here are the quarterbacks currently in the <laughs> NFC South. 
Kyle Trask, Desmond Ritter, <laughs> Andy Dalton, and oh Sam God. Darnold. Wow. The whole division, they're all, Jimmy G's going to, Jimmy G's going to, he might be the big winner in this. I mean, I was looking at all these teams going, oh, maybe Jimmy G there. You just mentioned them with the Jets. Oh, maybe the Raiders, Jimmy G, all those NFC South teams, maybe Jimmy G. He's going to, he's might, might be the, the winner in Tom Brady retiring, which I think would please him and would not please Tom Brady. Yeah, that's probably true. I thought that was going to pan out last year. And I think I underestimated how skeptical teams were about the injury that he was dealing with, but maybe this is this yeah. is really Jimmy's chance to be the bell of the ball. We will see. That's uh, that that's where we are, man. Though the NFC South, who is going to play play quarterback for these NFC South teams? There are the, jobs I'm glad, I'm glad available. You read that off. There are jobs available. Yes, the job market is good. If you are somebody, look. If you are a quarterback out there, go just you know visit all those teams. Do a little do a little quick quick drive, quick flight from one to the other, and see what you get there. All right. That will, I think you're right. You know, the Kyle Shanahan thing, last thing. That was, uh, did you see those photos yesterday? It's it's like, you know, when Obama first entered office and when he left, there was one of those with like Kyle Shanahan. And my gosh, like, I hope at least he's taken a couple week vacation here after the season because like, play yeah. the long game, Kyle. You're not like, you're not old, you know? You still got your whole life ahead of you, Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> There's no shame in it, but he is, he's sprouting some grays. Just take a take a long vacation. Maybe go go see what go see what Cliff Kingsbury's up to in in Thailand. That's like right. just take a just relax. I hope Kyle Shanahan can get some R and R. It seems like he yeah. seems like it's been maybe a stressful year. But your point is is correct. I, he doesn't strike me as a man who's ready to be patient this offseason and go into nope. next year. That, that's not going to be the theme in the 49ers offseason. So we'll see what they do. All right. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to Nora Princiati for joining me. Uh, make sure you listen to her and Lindsay had a great conversation about Sean Payton, uh, D'Amico Ryan's in the coaching landscape on the previous episode on this feed. Check that out. Thank you to Mike Wargon for producing additional production supervision by Connor Nevins and Arjuna Ramgopal. Listen, it's been a newsy week. If news breaks, one of us, two of us, three of us are going to be back on this feed, breaking it down, whatever it is. So I have a feeling this is not going to be the last episode you hear on this feed this week, but we will see in the next week, Nora, we return with our usual episodes live from Glendale, Arizona. That is going live? to be a lot Uh-oh. of fun. I guess not not live in the sense you're listening to us live, but like we will be at a place, uh, co-host together, colleagues together. That will be a lot of fun. So we're going to have fun with those we Super can do Bowl it live. episodes. You're, we call you one take Kapadia. So it would be, it would go. be all good. There you go. And we'll continue to talk about the off-season news as well. All right. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. We will talk to you soon on the Ringer NFL show. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, 
it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.